0: Welcome to the 1st of October's podcasts, in which we'll be once again exploring Black History Month. My name is Lee Wilbraham, and I'm the Regional Director for the Northwestern Region. The origins of Black History Month date back to 1926 in the United States, when historian Carter G. Woodson designated the second week of February Black History Week. Close to home, it was actually the Ghanaian born black activist Akiwa Ede Sebo who established Black History Month in the UK. Acchiavo's studies had taken him to America in the 1970s, where he then witnessed the sense of pride instilled in Amer- African-American children during the period when Black History Week became Black History Month. Moving to England in January 1984, in order to escape political persecution during the regime of Jerry John Rawlings, the Guardian president at the time, Akiabo became a special projects coordinator employed by the Greater London Council working closely with Ansel Wong, the leader of the Greater London Council's Ethnic Minorities Unit. They initiated historical lectures and concerts for a week of February of 1986, filling the Royal Albert Hall with skilled children to learn from many speakers and listen to inspirational music. This proved to be the catalyst for Akihabha to draw up his plan, which formally recognised the contributions of African and Caribbean people to the economic, cultural and political life in the UK. Established in October as the UK's Black History Month. Now, in the spirit of learning more about black heritage, in this year's podcast, I wanted to tell you a little of the pre transatlantic enslavement history of Africa you may not be aware of. The African continent is now, reco- <coughs> now recognised as the birthplace of humanity and the cradle of civilisation. We still marvel at the great achievements of Kemet, or as we know it, ancient Egypt, one of the most notable of the early African civilisation which first developed in the Nile Valley over 5,000 years ago. In medicine, for example, the Egyptians understood the body's dependence on the brain more than a 1,000 years before the Greek scholars came up with the same idea. Some historians now believe that Egypt had an important influence on ancient Greece, pointing to the fact that Greek scholars such as Pythagoras and Archimedes studied there and that the work of Aristotle and Plato was largely based on earlier Egyptian scholarship for example, what is commonly known as Pythagoras' theorem was well known to the ancient Egypts hundreds of years before Pythagoras' birth. However, even before the rise of Kemet, it seems likely that even more ancient kingdom known as Tesseti existed in what is today Nubia in Sudan. This may well have been the earliest state to exist anywhere in the world. Africa can therefore be credited not only with giving rise to many scientific developments associated with Egypt, such as engineering, mathematics, architecture, medicine, etc. but also with important early political developments such as state formation and monarchy. This demonstrates that economic and political development as well as scientific development was during this early period perhaps more advanced in Africa than any other continent. The African continent continued on its own path of development without significant external intervention until the 15th century of our era. Some of the world's other great civilizations, civilizations, such as Kush, Aksum, Mali, and Great Zimbabwe, flourished in Africa in the years before 1500. In this early period, Africans participated in extensive <coughs> international trading networks and in transoceanic travel. Certainly, some African states had established important trading relations with India, China, and other parts of Asia long before these were disrupted by European intervention. Now, I've taken much of this learning directly from the Black History website which holds an abundance of information, opinion and articles of history which will inspire, educate and even shock you. I really would encourage you to explore this website which will act as a conduit to a whole other part of human history you may not be aware of. Please remember, in the words of Mandela, education is the most powerful weapon which we can use to change the world. (coughs) Jumping back to more current events. This year's Black History Month theme of time for change, or action not words, commands so much more than platitudes. In real terms, this means to openly stand up for diversity and acceptance, to call out any hints of racism or inequality across all aspects of our lives and not to be a passive bystander. At Motors Commercials, we will always strive for equality and diversity, for a workplace where all feel opportunity is there for those seeking progression, regardless of gender or race. This should and does start with the senior management team, filtering through at all levels of our organisation. But we can do more, and this requires allies. This year's Black History Month theme is a call for action, where we all take responsibility for the society we live in and work in, to proactively stand up for equality in our workplace. Allyship is what I would ask of you all, to call out discrimination and equality, tackling it head on if you feel comfortable, or at the very least, by it to your colleagues and management. I was certainly more well than happy to discuss further anything that I've mentioned into today's podcast always being receptive to opinion and change when appropriate. Thanks for listening and have a fantastic weekend.